The Jericho Network on Westwood One. This is One on One with Mitch LaFond, the podcast where the rockers talk, part of the Talking Metal Digital Podcasting Network. Now, here's your host, Mitch LaFond. Welcome to One on One with Mitch LaFond. And joining me on this episode, it is Motorhead guitarist Phil Campbell. We talk about his new band, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, and their new EP, Simply called Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. We talk Lemmy, Motorhead, Mickey D, Scorpions, Persian Risk, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Before checking that out, please check me out on Twitter at Mitch Lafon, M-I-T-C-H-L-A-F-O-N. One-on-one Mitch Lafon on Facebook. PayPal.me forward slash Mitch Lafon, should you care to support the podcast. And if you want to check out all the pictures I throw up, head over to Instagram at Mitch underscore Lafon. And with that, without further ado, here is the one, the only, Phil Campbell. We are speaking with Phil Campbell of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Son. Of course, folks know him from Motorhead. Uh, good day, Phil. Pleasure to speak with you. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. How are you, Mitch? Yeah, all good, yeah. I'm uh, talking to you from from cold Leipzig in yeah. Germany. We're, on, uh, we're doing some shows with Saxon. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we're going to we're going to kick the shit out of this Sunday evening here in uh, in Leipzig. So yeah, we're on we, stage in thirty minutes. So uh, yeah, so we got it. We got to keep moving. Now. So let's talk about the uh, the new EP. Now you're working with your sons, uh, and of course Todd produced the uh, the EP. Uh, talk to me about the the challenges of working with family members in a band. Well, they're all fantastic musicians for a start, you know, and we've got. You know, great, great singer Neil Starver. But the, the family stuff, at least when we have an argument or something or disagreement, it gets sorted out pretty quick. You know, I don't know. I don't win all, every time. Probably they win a lot more times than me. But um, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's challenging in, in its own ways. But we really enjoy playing on stage together and stuff. And uh, it's it's a blessing and a privilege, like you know, for them and myself. It's great. So. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, I think it's quite a unique situation at, at the moment. I, I don't know if many dads going on tour with their, with their three children, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. You know, we're, we're happy with the EP, this wonderful EP and everything. When uh, We're selling droves of it at the moment. When, you uh, know, so that's a good thing, yeah. Um, when do you think we'll see the full-length the, the full album? Hopefully we'll get a full-length album out. By maybe in 12 months' time, I'm still plodding along with my solo record as well. So I'm gonna we try and juggle. Like Todd's gonna be producing the both the two, so we're gonna try and juggle all that. Uh, it's a bit difficult here now. The, the boys are all make make messing me about. They get dressed in semi stages of nakedness here, <laughs> the dressing room, trying to wind me up. Uh, there you go. I'll get you back for this, guys. Um, yeah, but hopefully next year. Yeah, we love. We want to make it. We want to make it all right. And make sure it sounds great and the material right. So I'll be. We'll be. Maybe, maybe in twelve months' time. Yeah, hopefully, if oh. all goes well. Let's talk about sort of the musical direction for for both the solo album and for this. Obviously, you were with Motorhead for you know thirty some years. Is there a need to make the album sound like Motorhead music, or are you sort of more in wanting to explore your own? Uh, musical agenda. Well, like Motorhead music was in a big way my sort of music because I, I wrote I mainly wrote most of the riffs for all them years. But 
you know, a, a musician is a musician. Uh, most of the good musicians are capable of more than one style. And, and if, you know, I'm really proud of what we did with Motorhead and everything like that. We just we just write in songs. A good song is a good song. We're just trying to write in individual good, you know, rock songs at the moment. And uh, some might have a big Motorhead influence. Some, you know, different songs sound like different uh, influences to different people. Like, if, if I'm a bit too close to it, you know, I need people to say, you know, what they think about it and stuff. But... Uh, a good song is a good song at the end of the day. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of our stuff's going to have, have like motorhead inflections in the future, and a lot of it isn't. So, um, you know, be expect the unexpected, as I like to say. Right. Now, I'm trying to rush through this because I see we have uh, our times running. But uh, earlier today, I bought a uh, compilation CD that had a song by Persian Risk on it, your your early band. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that band and why wasn't it able to take to have a stronger foothold? I don't know. With, with per, Persian Risk, yeah, we, we, uh, well, I left. I formed a band and I left after five years to join Motorhead. And uh, I thought we were really good and everything. We just probably because we from Wales and we didn't live in London anywhere near London. That probably had a little bit to do with it. Um, you know, I guess. I don't really know. We, we we did some releases on small record labels and stuff, but uh, but Carl Sendens kept the band going. It sounds a bit different now than when I was with the band, obviously. But um, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, and uh, I believe they're still going strong. Yeah. Yeah, and of course uh, John Deverell, who later joined Tigers of Pantang, was with them. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, John did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now he's a, a famous stage actor in in England, which is which is kind of entertaining. Um, the first time you, you, you walked into sort of the Motorhead rehearsal room and you got to meet Lemmy, um, what was that experience like? The band had already been around nine or ten years. Uh, they had sort of their, their following already. What was that like for you coming in there and, and being a part of that, that, that very first time or that sort of first month kind of thing? Uh, well, I'd already met Lemmy when I was 12 briefly. When he signed my Hawkwind program, I was 12 years old. And then a year before I joined Motorhead, or less than a year, Persian Risk supported the last concert, the Motorhead concert in England with Brian Robertson on another perfect tour. So we all piled into Motorhead's dressing room then and gave them some hassle. So he kind of remembered me a little bit. But um, when I went in for the audition, yeah, in the rehearsal, it was only a, a small room. And uh, the roadie gave them his bass, and he just... He just Turn the volume up like that and just strum the first chord. And I thought, bloody hell, this is loud. And, uh, kind of enjoyed it, you know. And uh, we were having volume games ever since. But it, uh, it was it was great. It was just yeah, it was it was it was da- it was daunting. Like I wasn't I wasn't frightened of anything, you know. I was I was up I was up to the job. I was capable. I thought at the time, you know. And, uh, Luckily, yeah, I, I got a bit of luck on my side that, that day. And, uh, you know, Lem kind of wanted, wanted me in the band. so And then they all went uphill and downhill and uphill and downhill from there. No, it was great. I wouldn't have missed it for the world, you know. It was great. And now I got my own fantastic band. So, you know, it's all fantastic. Yeah, it really is all fantastic. And, of course, uh, you know, Mickey D has gone off and joined the Scorpions. 
Do you think at any point that you might want to do something with Mickey, either some kind of project or just maybe a show, or, or have you sort of both gone your separate ways at this point? Yeah. Um, well, we, we've done, um, Mickey and myself, yeah, we've done a couple of small uh, tributes to Lem with, with, with Saxon. We played at the Golden Gods Awards, and we did um, a thing in Sweden. They renamed the um, Speedway Race the Lemmy 500. So me and Mickey went went there, and we we did a couple of songs with with Saxon boys. Uh, yeah, in the future we might we might we try to organise. It's not going to be for a year or two. Some like some proper Motorhead tribute shows. You know, not just having people up on the spur of the night, like really organised shows. There's a lot of uh, you know famous people and friends of ours which are interested in taking part. But we we want to organise it properly. So um, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Mickey's happy with the Scorpions now. It's great. I'm happy here. But yeah, of course we played together again on the other occasion. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the first album that you, you know, you, you did No Remorse, which was sort of the the, the compilation album. But uh, talk to me a little bit about making Orgasmatron and what you were trying to bring at that point to the band. They, you know, they already had a few albums out. They had a sound. What was that like for you going into the studio and, uh, you know, l- lending your sound to the Motorhead um, catalog? Well, that, that was pretty big time, actually, because we recorded uh, Orgasmatron. We, we flew in Bill Laswell from New York at huge expense, I was told then, who uh, previously recorded Mick Jagger's solo album, She's the Boss. And his engineer was Jason Casaro from the power station in New York, who just done the, he just engineered the James Bond theme for Who to a Kill and worked with Duran Duran and everything. And then um, it was, yeah, we sort of did it in a brand new, one of the first uh, SSL studios in London, I think. Uh, Master Rock, I remember it. And then they brought Guns N' Roses. They, they were just in London just before their first album came out. They all came down the studio and everything. And uh, I must say, the album didn't turn out like I like. I was speaking for Lemmy as well. Actually, it didn't turn out exactly as we had imagined. You know, we were di- disappointed in some ways with it. It wasn't as heavy as we hoped. But there's some interesting stuff on there, you know. And uh, we weren't there for the mix for that. Laswell took it back to New York and mixed it and everything, and then played it to us again and then you remixed it and stuff so it's not how we imagined it personally for me and Len but it's it's you know it's, it's another uh, it's another part of the Motorhead story you know yeah it's, it's, it's worth it's worth having in a collection for sure like, yeah well I think all the albums are um November 29th 1993 one of your many fans considered to be one of the best albums Bastard came out uh it was on ZYX label, first and only. What was that? Uh, what was so special about that album for you? And and why do so many fans consider it to be one of the best ones? Um, well, I also consider it to be possibly the best album as well. Uh, we had Howard Benson at the helm, who did it in Los Angeles. Um, we just it was the first album that Howard did with us. He did. He ended up doing three more albums, but. Um, we were so we were so particular with, with the right in the play, and it was it was chaos. Like, um, you know, I'd go up to C.C. Deville's big house on the hill in L.A. and borrow a certain guitar off him for a certain sound, and how it en- ended up in hospital with a nervous breakdown after the first three weeks. 
because we made him we made him engineer with a long blonde curly wig I think it was it was pretty chaotic like but it got the job done in the end I think I think the songs were fantastic the playing was really good and I think the production was amazing on it so it all makes for good product I think it's my favorite Motorhead album by a mile actually Okay uh, let me ask you then why is it your favorite I mean other than is it just sort of like one of those things where everything just came together at the right moment, at the right time, and, and it's just sort of perfection? Or is it just your guitar tone? What what sort of well, makes it... Yes, well, everything, like down to the bass drum tones and, and everything, the, the songs, the lyrics, yeah, it was pretty close to perfection. And I still play it, you know, you know, every couple of months I'll whack it on, you know, and it clears me out and everything, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's brutal and it's loud, and that sums up Motorhead. That sums up Motorhead. You know, now, well, I, I, I know we're running yeah, yeah. down here to the last two minutes. Um, let me ask you this. You mentioned a solo album and, of course, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Um, why have two sort of separate projects going at once? Why not just sort of put everything under the Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons moniker? No, because no, it's... it's I don't want to do it like that. No, I, I want to do different projects. It's going to be different music. It's going to be different music. And uh, I've got some, some guest musicians playing on my solo record. Will be. Yeah, it's two, it's two, it's a different different thing completely. It, it will have its similarities, but it's, uh, no, yeah, it's just, just, just two different projects I want to do. Okay, so two so, uh, there you different, go. different musical visions, I guess. Um, And, and we did mention you got that... Two, you got two, you've got two things to look forward to instead of one next year now, Mitch. There you go. There you go. Isn't that great? And then we'll finish with this. Uh, we did mention that Mickey uh-huh. joined the Scorpions. Would you consider joining another band if, if somebody called up? It all depends, doesn't it? Uh, you know, hypothetical question. Yeah, of course. Never say no, but, you know, I'm not looking for anything, you know. But you know, just uh, something happens. It happens. Like you know, yeah, I'm quite happy here at the moment. What I'm doing with the boys. That yeah, and 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 of course you're you're in Germany and, tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see you in North America soon with uh, with the lineup. Yeah, hopefully, Mitch. Yeah, we, we should be. Hopefully, we have some shows next year and everything. Yeah, it'd be great to get out there again. And um, now I got to go on stage in freezing cold Germany. Right, so I'm on stage in about four minutes. Right, so I'm going right. to let you go. <laughs> but, but but thank you for your time, and uh, okay. I look forward to seeing you in Canada. You're welcome, Mitch. It's great. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. Okay. Cheers. See you soon. Bye-bye now. Okay, good luck, Canada. We'll see you soon out there. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks, my interview with Motorhead guitarist Phil Campbell. Check out his new band, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, and their new EP, which is similarly titled. While checking stuff out, head over to Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, Facebook, one-on-one, Mitch LaFon, and paypal.me forward slash Mitch LaFon, should you care to support the podcast. And also Instagram, Mitch underscore LaFon. There you go. We've got a lot of LaFons going on in there. Thank you for another, uh, well, thank you for checking me out. Thank you for another great episode. Thank you to Phil. Thank you to everybody. And uh, with that, I say bye for now. Oh, my. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting it's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com